0: Welcome to Camriel Community Church. My name is David Hurtado. I'm the lead pastor here. So glad you're with us. If you're our guest, I do try to meet with people afterwards in the patio. And so please don't be a stranger. I'd love to put a face with a name and try to remember your name. Uh, it's kind of hard at times, but I will give it an effort. And so please come by and say hello. Uh, we're gonna jump right in. We're in the series in Jonah. We, we we talk about how it's not about a fish, and we're seeing that there's so many themes in this thing. It's been a blast to kind of study it. But first we'll start with this. The year is 2003 and the movie is Bruce Almighty. Anybody remember that movie? Yeah, yeah, great movie, Bruce Almighty. It casts uh, Jim Carrey as Bruce, and then Morgan Freeman as God, and 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 you should never, ever cast God in human form. I mean, that's just blasphemous. It's horrible. They should have never done it. But if they were going to do it, Morgan Freeman was the right choice, right? I love that guy. I love his baritone voice. I suppose they could have found, like, a Colombian actor, and that would have made it even better, you know, um, because Colombians are so good looking. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so you have this story, and basically, it's, it's about Jim Carrey being very upset with life, uh, very unhappy with the way things have, have transpired. He was a guy who worked for, like, a news agency. He was the kind of guy that would go on the streets and do all the kind of the, the lame stories out there, and, you know, he'd be on. He really wanted to make news anchor, and uh, so he has this whole goal. He's praying to God, I want to be a news anchor, whatnot. And in, in the process, one of his co-workers steals one of his lines. And when he steals a line, the, the higher-ups are so impressed, they make him anchor instead of Jim Carrey. And so Jim Carrey's is now upset. He's upset at life. He's upset at God. He starts, you know, uh, blaming God. He gets in this hot-tempered self. And he, him and Morgan Freeman have this interaction where he basically says, you know, what good are you anyway? Like, if you're not gonna let things work out for me in this life, like, then there's are no use. And God goes, oh, that's really interesting. Why don't I give you uh, the ability to have my divine powers for one week? And so Morgan Freeman says, I'm gonna give you God-like powers to Jim Carrey for, or Bruce for one week, and, and your job is to be God for the week. And so, uh, of course, Jim Carrey takes us, and at the first couple days, he's just using it, all the powers for his own self. You know what I mean? He's just kind of selfishly using these powers. And then around the, the third day or so, he starts hearing voices in his head. And, and he goes to God, he goes, what's going on? I feel I'm like I'm going crazy. I hear voices in my head. And, and, and Morgan Freeman says, those are prayers. You see, what you don't understand is I'm dealing with this every day. This is what I do for a living. I answer prayer requests. Just like you've had prayer requests over the years. You wanted to be news anchor. I, I do with these uh, exponentially across the world. But Jim, I'm not, or Bruce, what I'm not going to do, I'm not going to give you the whole world's prayer requests. I'll just give you Buffalo, New York. All right, just deal with Buffalo, New York. And so he's like, oh, no problem, I'm God. I can do whatever I want. And so he makes a computer system, like an email system. Like, so every, every uh, prayer request goes to God as an email. And then he responds back like an auto-reply, yes, you got it, yes, you got it. Because in his mind, that's how God should work, okay? Uh, you ask God something, and he should just give it to you. And so he sets up this auto-reply. Everybody gets yeses to all their prayers. And, and what he finds very shortly after that is the city's in chaos, And why would that be? Because sometimes two people are praying for the same thing. And how can they both get it? So there's obviously inherent conflict in that. Sometimes you have criminals that will pray that, hey, would you help me uh, get through this crime smoothly? You know what I mean? And so the city's in chaos, and he's looking around, seeing that the city's in chaos, and he says to himself, oh my gosh, this is not working, this is horrible, something's got to change, and he thinks to himself, you know what, answering yes to every prayer request isn't probably the best way to do it. I'm going to have to go through these individually and answer them myself, and put some time behind why I would answer yes, and why I would answer no. In the midst of going through those individually, he finds the request of his girlfriend, and then he does a little search and finds out. Oh my gosh! There's hundreds of this girl. They praise to God a lot, and all of the prayer requests have to be about him. They just happen to be about him. God help Jim. Help him find himself. Help him find contentment in this life. But the last prayer request is very concerning to him. The last one that he sees is her saying, "God help me. I don't want to be in love with Bruce anymore. Uh, help me stop loving him." I don't want to love him anymore. I don't want to hurt anymore. And all of a sudden, as he considers the weight of being God for a week and trying to answer all these prayer requests, and the very, and it just hits him all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose the best thing that's ever happened to me in this life. This girl who's wonderful, who will pray to God for me, I'm going to lose her, all because I was so focused on myself and what I wanted for myself. And so he decides, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I can't handle being God. I can't handle all these requests. Complete desperation he cries out to God and I don't know if you ever saw this movie like this but I've got to give you the quote exactly as he says it he takes a walk it's raining it's the climax of the movie and, and it's just him and God and he starts talking to God and here's what he says you win I'm done I don't want to do this anymore I don't want to be God I want you to decide what is right for me I surrender to your will I mean, that's, that's an actual quote from the movie. You win, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be God. I, I want you to decide what is right for me. I surrender to your will. And people say nothing good comes out of Hollywood. I mean, what an awesome statement. You're d- I'm done. I surrender. You got it. I don't have to be in charge. You get to be in charge. I, I don't have to be the one that decides every little detail of my life. You know better. You know what you're doing. You're the master planner. You know everything. You know all the possibilities. I will surrender to you and your will. What an awesome redemptive theme in that movie. And that's kind of where we're at today in the book of Jonah. That Jonah has finally said, you know what? You win. I'm done. I surrender. You get to have it. Comes to the point where he's ready to allow God's will to take over his life instead of demanding that he would have his own will take over his life. And today we're going to look at what happens when we control, when we give control over to God. When we say, I'm going to take control and say, God, you get to have it. I don't have to have it for myself. I'm not going to pull it into myself. No, you get to have control over my life. What happens? Who wins? And what happens? What does our stubbornness, stubbornness amount to at times? And what is the outcome when we fall in line? What, lo- what would it look like if I were to fall in line? Is it time for me to give control over to God? And what can happen if I do? For that, you're gonna to need to open your Bibles. So get your Bible out. I'll go to Jonah in chapter three. We're gonna go there. And uh, if your Bible's like mine, it's on page 783, but every Bible comes in different.